What's up, everybody? Hello. God bless. Um, welcome to episode number 41, I believe. No, it might be 42 if it's the 11th. Yeah, 42 of uh, 2022 Murder Mentality uh, podcast, video cast, whatever you want to call it. Um, first off, thanks for watching. I appreciate you guys. If nobody's told you today that they believe in you, I believe in you, and I thoroughly believe that... Uh, anything that you're looking to have in your life that you can have and accomplish. So with that out of the way, um, let's start into something that's a somewhat complex issue. Let me share this here real quick with a few people. There's a ton of people. Let's just send advice to all of them, whatever. That's a decent amount. Maybe we'll get some more people in here. Be cool either way. Alrighty. So, uh, sorry about the, the break there. I invited some people. What's up, Mike? Um. Okay, let's talk. Uh, I was listening to some Alan Watts the other day, and I don't always agree with all of Alan Watts' messages, but I still like a lot of the stuff he's talked about, and he's put some major things into perspective for me that I really love. Now, one of the things he broke down the other day in a in a video in a you know um, a, a spoken word kind of thing I was listening to um, was what Nirvana means in Sanskrit and what that kind of translates and why it means what it means and how important it is to understand that. Now, uh, Nirvana loosely in Sanskrit translates to the word exhale. Weird, right? Okay. <laughs> But he breaks it down further and goes on to say that sometimes in the idea that we need to hold our breath, we don't realize that by holding our breath, we lose our breath. I mean, have you ever seen something crazy happen or you're doing something complicated and before you know it, you're like, oh shit, I, haven't, I, haven't, I was holding my breath. Well, the interesting part about it is that for you to gain your breath back, for you to reinvigorate your body with that life-giving oxygen, you have to exhale it first. Now, that seems really simple. I know, I know from this perspective, it seems like I'm oversimplifying it. Like, well, of course you have to exhale to inhale again. I want to take a minute and examine how important that metaphor is, though. And he goes on to say, and I really love the way he words this, so I'm going to say that, and then I'm going to kind of break off into my own tangent here. But he says, I can see logically that by holding on to myself, I may strangle myself, I may smother myself or suffocate myself. But by letting go, I'm able to breathe and find peace. And I believe when, when we're talking about that from a perspective of like, let's talk about logically, blah, 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 blah. Logic goes a long ways, but it also is massively affected by the way that we feel from moment to moment. And I have been struggling a lot lately. Um, I'm actually getting ready to see a therapist about some, um, some PTSD and some, some cognitive therapy stuff. Um, I believe that those things are helpful. I believe that they're absolutely important to be able to address those things on top of working on yourself. And I, I think that accepting that you need help to work on yourself is one of the most powerful things you can do. In fact, it's exactly what I was talking about. By 
releasing the idea that I need to control my emotions, control the things that people know about me, control all of the things about me. And in relation to other people, I'm actually suffocating myself slowly to death inside. And here's the thing, guys. Like, I'm talking to the guys today in a major way. I guess some of the women too, but majorly the guys. Because here's, here's the reality, man. Most of us have been taught from the gate that the only acceptable emotion for us to have is anger and frustration. We've been taught that it's somehow not masculine to admit when we're afraid of something. We've been taught that it's, it's not okay to be worried or feel broken or feel sad or depressed or any of those things. And here, I think it's noble to soldier on despite those feelings. In fact, I think there's nothing more noble in the world than to soldier on and keep doing the right thing despite how broken you might feel inside. But to not address that brokenness on the inside is to invite the same shit into your life over and over and over again. That is to say, again, when we choose to try to control everything around us, when we try to hold on to this image that we want to paint for the world to see us of this tough man that never struggles and never has problems and is always just carrying the world on his shoulders, it's, it's not real. It's not fucking real. Everybody around us that knows us, respects us, and loves us understands that we carry a lot, but doesn't expect us to carry everything. Let me say that again in case you didn't hear me. Just because you're a man, it's not your fucking job to carry the whole world to everyone around you. In fact, the people that love you respect you for trying to carry as much as you do, but most of them, if they're healthy for you, would love to see you be able to talk about it. They would love to see you exhale let go of the idea that you have to control everything and just be you. Again, I think there's nothing more noble in the world than to continue to do the right thing despite difficulties in the meantime. I think that's the very nature of the human spirit. It's not just man stuff. That's the nature of the human spirit to keep going despite insurmountable odds. And guys... As open as I am about my emotions, I fucking struggle with this too. I consistently find myself talking where like I've had some thing that irritated me and before I know it, I've like involved myself in a conversation about it and now I'm like 20, 30 minutes into something and I'm starting to get embarrassed. I'm starting to realize that what I thought was a big deal wasn't a big deal. I'm starting to realize that the thing that was bothering me wasn't what was bothering me. It was something else that I had been so tight-lipped about that I wasn't willing to talk about it. And so it's spilling out and everything else. And what we choose to not reflect on, we project on other people. My mic says, therapy has helped me. I think everybody needs therapy. Absolutely, man. Especially, too, like, knowing your story and knowing my story, man. Like, the lives that we've lived, like, there's a lot of shit to be addressed. And there's, look, look here's the thing. I used to look at it as a weakness. I used to look at it like it made, and that's some street talk right there, bro, for real. It's street talk, street mentality, dumb bullshit to think that, well, you know, real men just fucking deal with it. Like, I went through all that stuff, so whatever, man, you know. But really, what happens is that we poison our fucking joy. We poison the ability to live in a moment with the people we fucking love. And all because 
we're just, we, we don't think it's right to put our burdens on other people. Well, it's not putting your burdens on other people. Sometimes, as in my case, there's literally people around me that are like, bro, I would love for you to confide in me. My significant other loves it when I talk to her about my feelings and she'll just sit and quietly listen while I ramble on and I'm like, I just don't know how to feel. I'm so fucking confused right now. And then I get done and I start wanting to justify, man, like, ah, oh, that was bullshit. You didn't need to fucking hear all that. That was lame. And she's like, no, 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 no. It was exactly what you needed. And I'm glad you did it. You're strong for having done that. And I'm fucking sitting there wanting to cry now because I'm like, no, that makes me weak. It makes me weak to get so frustrated or worked up about something that I feel like I have to, to, to get it all out. But I'm not a fucking like vault. I'm a pressure cooker. All of us are. And like, I really like, I want this to speak to the men in the crowd, the men that watch this. And I know there's the women that struggle with this too. And I think y'all should take a little piece of this as well. But like, you see so much like content going around lately about like how hard men have it. And nobody asks us what, how we're doing and this, that, and the other. Here's the guys. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. That's weird, toxic man code for, we don't think it's acceptable to say that shit. Like, <clears throat> Since when is it the, the manly thing to do to wait timidly for somebody to ask you, how do you feel about this, bro? To me, if I'm a godly man, I should want to talk about my feelings with the people around me so that we can address them or we can discover whether or not my feelings are even actually like involved in the situation I'm in or whether or not they're totally, or maybe they're just, I'm hungry. But if I don't get it the fuck out, I'm going to blow up on everybody. Me, when I get hungry, I'm a fucking asshole. My mom will tell you stories about it. My mom will 100% tell you stories about how I was when I was a kid, how people literally told her, like, you better have food on hand anytime we go anywhere because he is a asshole when he hasn't eaten. To this day, still like that. <laughs> I swear it's a biological imperative telling me to go kill something and eat it when I get hungry enough. But, like, Let's get back to that though, like nirvana, exhale, you know, inner peace. These things happen when we lose control voluntarily. When we lose control involuntarily, we blow up on things. We cause problems in our lives. We maybe participate in behaviors that are toxic and destructive to us and the people around us. But when I voluntarily release control, when I quit holding me so tight, so protectively to everybody around me and let them see who the fuck I really am, that I am flawed, that I'm not perfect, that I do have difficult times, that I work through it and I'm working as hard as I can to get better at working through it. The people that love me the most respect that the most about me. And here I was thinking they just respected that I worked harder than anybody that I knew. I mean, they like that, but they like that I work harder and I'm more open and I'm choosing to be vulnerable and I'm authentically me. This is not a dress rehearsal, guys. Please don't make it to your grave by, and, and never make a, a real connection to somebody. Please don't live until you're 30 fucking seven, 38 like me and barely right now are like, on a teenage level of understanding your emotions. <laughs> I feel like I'm a kid sometimes. I mean, 
And mind you, I feel like the hard part about it is I'm ahead of the curve. I know people that didn't go through the things that I went through. I know people that didn't have all that crap and all that baggage that are just as tight-lipped and weird about their emotions or more so than me. But I've hit so many walls that I just, I refuse to hit them in, in silence anymore. I refuse to hit it and just be like, it makes me a bigger man, better man if I crawl to the top of this alone. <clears throat> well, what happens when I really did need help, but my pride was too thick and I fall down on the people below me. Jamie, I commend you for putting that out there. I don't know if you know this, but truly like you taking the time to comment, that's probably the biggest thing I've struggled with in my life is accepting myself as authentically me and not giving a fuck what anyone thinks. Here's, here's the thing. I think that once we realize our authentic selves are not perfect, once we realize that the idea of perfection, whenever it was implanted in us, is unattainable, and we start just being human, everybody around us relaxes a lot. It's weird. Like, I swear, the hardest part about this for me, too, or one of the hardest things about this is that while I've been busy trying to make myself perfect, for the world around me, I've also been trying to manipulate, not in a toxic way, obviously I'm trying to help people, but I've also been like trying to manipulate and push and, and, and coax and cajole everybody else into also being perfect, but I'm not. Like one of my coaches, I think he says it so well and I love it because it goes so succinct with this particular line of logic and that's that it's the daily habits that we participate in that make us who we are. Like when I pray, when I write a letter to God, which I write by hand a letter to God, when I do my journal, it seems like such a small thing, but I'm so clear headed afterwards. What's up Joshua? It seems like such a small thing to get up early and go to the gym, but I'm so fucking clear headed afterwards. And when I don't do the little things that I know are important, the big things, pile up and before I know it, I'm snapping at people, I'm crazy, I'm fucking angry, I'm everything in the world, I'm just confused. Because truly, I think what's happening is I know who I am. I know the person who I am is committed and consistent and loving and open and honest and respectful and authentic and all of the things that I value and respect and admire in the world. I know that the real me is all of those things because all of the best parts of us are all God, period. But when I start feeling weird, because here's the thing though, I took control back. I sucked in a breath and tried to fucking hold it instead of sucking it in and breathing it out and letting God have the idea that he, he programmed it in my body. I'm going to breathe in again. I mean, you got to think about it. But the things that I struggle with that I, I failed to do or because I tried to take control back. I knew that I should have done it when I didn't do it. And I knew I shouldn't have done it when I did do it, if, you know, vice versa, okay? But I took control by holding on to myself and the idea that I have control, the idea that I have control, <laughs> I lose control. And by losing the idea that I can hold on to that, and keep it 
doing what I feel is right, which is, let's be honest, guys, I, I want you to examine your thoughts for the next two hours and tell me that every thought that comes into your mind is a good idea, and I'll put money down that 98% of them are trash and 2% of them are the right thing. If you have a higher percentage than that, good for you. Maybe it's past trauma for me. Maybe it's ADHD. Maybe it's a million other things. Who fucking knows? But if that's that easy for you, then you should be winning like a motherfucker. But if you're not so steady winning, never struggling, never having problems, I will put money down that that's the percentage you're dealing with. I will put money down that 98% of your thoughts are the idea that you have control about shit that you don't have control about. The idea that you need to have somebody think a particular way about you. The idea that if you don't do this, somebody will think that, and so on and so forth. But if that was the case, if that wasn't the case, all of us wouldn't be sitting around trying to figure out how to you know, bring our lives to the next level. Look. I'm going to give you the most simple instructions I've ever given you to date. Consult your conscience. Listen to what this says and stop doing what this rationalizes. This is telling you what to do and what not to do on a moment-by-moment -moment basis, and this is rationalizing it based off of what it feels like is going to be fun or not. How often have you done something stupid or fucked up out of boredom? I know people and have myself started fights with significant others and other people without realizing that that was the issue because I was just fucking bored. And I was so used to chaos that the first thing that came to mind was like, you know, create chaos. So I invite you today, exhale, exhale control, exhale the idea that you have a choice, period. You don't have a choice. Every time you make a choice instead of doing, like, I know we have a choice, but every time you make a choice between doing what you know is right or what you know you need to do, what you know is the correct thing to do, and you make the other choice because it's just more convenient, because it feels better, because it sounds better, because it's a lie, because of blah, 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 blah. Literally, the choices are what's right, any type of justification you can think of. The more complicated it is, the more ridiculous it is. And every time we make this decision, instead of this single one right here, every time we make the decision that we're going to do what we want to do instead of what God wants us to do, we experience pain. We experience consequences. We experience situations that we don't find desirable. And to illustrate this point, let me give you an example. Weight loss is a massive, massive, massive thing inside society right now. Never before have we had obesity at the level we do right now. And this is, I'm not hating. This is just an example. But this is a choice between, we all know, like, if I was going to teach you guys a health seminar, okay, I could cut it down into a few sentences. And it would be something to this effect. Choose a diet that's healthy for your body type. Choose exercises that are healthy for how you would like to look and how you would like to feel. Sleep more, rinse, repeat. It's that fucking simple. It is that simple. But it's the sticking to it that's hard. Because every time we know we could choose this, but this feels so awesome. But the difference is, is that this feels so fucking amazing down the road to the little point, the little light at the end of the tunnel that you can't even see. The level of confidence 
the level of spirituality, the level of love for yourself you will develop along the way by choosing God first, by quitting the idea that you have control. This is the devil. This is the enemy. This is the spiritual surrender that you're making for something that sounds good, feels good, or just looks a little bit more appetizing, or more importantly, maybe just isn't as uncomfortable. But as parents, do we want our kids to grow up so comfortable that when they become adults, they're helpless little adult babies that need us to save them? They'll live in our basement until they're 40 or 50, bring all their girlfriends and people in there that won't even take care of themselves too because your kid won't take care of themselves and eagles don't hang out with chickens? Or do you want to put difficult, challenging shit in front of them? Do you want to get them to realize through their own mistakes and your influence and guidance along the way how to make the right choice and be responsible for themselves? Really, when people are irresponsible, what it is is that they're, they're taking responsibility for the wrong things. That's why when, when addicts stop using and they really get committed to a new life, it's like... Like, I have a crackhead level intensity for the way I chase life and spirituality. I do not have a lazy intensity that I chase that shit with. It is crackhead level intensity. I will not let a crackhead out hustle me in any area of my life. I won't fucking do it. And I think if we understand that way, although it sounds weird, like it sounds like what I'm telling you to do is hustle like a motherfucker. And then I said, relax right beforehand. What I'm saying is relax the idea that you have a fucking choice. Relax the concept that you have to get closer to God somehow. God's already right fucking here inside you. Every thought that you have that you think is something that you have to do to get closer to God is actually driving you further away. All you have to do is get alone or get with somebody else. But really, all you have to do is be alone and talk to your fucking creator. There's nothing you have to do to get closer. Everything that you think you have to do is more steps in between then and there, and it's already right here. It is that simple, guys. It is absolutely that fucking simple. So today, I'm inviting you, exhale. Breathe out the idea of control. Release the implications or ideas that you need to appear in control to the world, that you need to appear in control to your God, which is laughable because they, he already fucking knows, man. Like, he already knows. And release the idea that you have any other choice except for to do the things that God is calling you to do. And the level of pain that will drop out of your life instant fucking taneously is insane. Missed the gym this morning. I'm going to do a bunch of push-ups even with my suit on. Just watch, all right? I'm going to start tallying up on the fucking board here in the uh, break room challenging my son and other people to beat our records all right but what i did do was take some time have some spiritual communion with god i prayed two three times today now i wrote a letter to god i wrote my daily journal all very small short not very time consuming things to do all things that don't have immediate noticeable reward i didn't get up and be like oh man i feel so spiritual now but that's because goodness glows that's because it was already in me the moment i started doing it the peace of mind happened before i took action i mean before i completed it. as soon as i resolved myself to do it as soon as i resolved myself to go immediately i went and then 
But every moment that I sit and try to hold my breath and fucking control or think I can control or change the world around me, instead of exhaling and allowing it to take place in the master plan of the master blacksmith of creation, which is always better than anything I ever could have hoped for and a more meaningful, more passionate, more powerful way that I could have ever, ever thought of, it always happens. And it happens whether or not I fucking try to make it happen. It happens whether or not I think I can fucking help manipulate it faster. It, it truly, it truly will happen no matter what. So it's already okay. And all I'm doing is driving myself further away from the throne of my creator by thinking I need, thinking that I need or have a better idea or can control it or that my feelings about the situation really fucking matter. My spirituality about the situation matters most. And like I said earlier on, to, to all the men watching and to the women that struggle with this too, the spiritual fucking thing to do is to share yourself. Break bread with your people. Break bread in the form of money, emotional needs. Share information. Just be connected because God is in all those other people. And it's not just when we gather in his name, but when we gather in spirit of giving and love with one another, God is there too because he's already in all of us. And you don't need to hold him in there. Breathing him out's not going to breathe him out. He's going to be in there no matter what. I love you guys. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a good day.